Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Life Point. And I'm your host, Tom Doherty, and I'm glad you're listening. It's a great day. You know, I'm feeling better and better. My ribs are starting to heal, and I'm just glad to get rolling the right direction. I get to start legislature next week and uh, be over there for three months. That's going to be fun, too. And, of course, you'll probably hear the stories. But thank you for listening today. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for life. Thank you so much for this new year. Thank you that we could worship you in spirit and in truth. And God, lead us today. Open our hearts and minds to what you have for us. And more than anything else, that we will serve you with everything we have. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, folks, I, I think it's a pretty well-known fact that most people in the world have their minds set on this earth and everything that goes with it. I mean, you watch anything, you hear anything these days, it's all about oneself. But Paul lays out to the Colossians some more direction in how it should be. Again, Paul is speaking to a church that has found success in the eyes of the community. But truth be known, within the church, there were some real struggles with some deceptive philosophies. I can't hardly say that word. And being too focused on the world instead of focused on God as much as they should be. I think all of us would agree every person in every church has room to grow and improve in their lives. And that is what Paul is desiring for the church at Colossae. People of God, I would love to see that happen within our churches in Boise, Meridian, Caldwell, Napa, the Treasure Valley, is that we would be churches that are growing in the things of God, growing together, seeing the passion together, moving forward together, being in one body and one spirit together. In the third chapter of Colossians, we find Paul's instruction for them is, set your heart on things above. In fact, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Did you hear that? Not on earthly things. People, we don't get that. We don't pay attention to that. We just let those kind of things slide by. It's time to take it seriously. And I know this is difficult for everyone in life because we live in this world, taking care of the daily chores of life. And so we think a bunch about the things of the world, you know, everything that comes about. We think about during the holidays, we think about all these fun events and this kind of thing. And hopefully we certainly should be thinking about Jesus. But we should be thinking about Jesus every day. Every day should be like Christmas. Every day should be like Easter, that we remember his birth and his dying and his resurrection and realizing what he's doing for us. We know that Paul knows this because he, too, had to live in the world. He, too, had to eat, drink, and walk and go to the store and go through life like everyone. But he is trying to get the people to realize there is more to life than just existing. Do you believe that today? There is more to life than just existing. To set your heart on things above, it's time to be set free. Free from the bondage of all the stress and all the stuff that causes us not to be our very best. I believe to set, be set free, we must step back 
and take a look at our lives. What is it that drives us? Where are your treasures? In Matthew 6, Jesus makes it very clear not to store up your treasures on earth, but to store up your treasures in heaven. In fact, the big verse is Matthew 6, 21. He says, for where your treasure is, your heart is also. Jesus wants our treasures to consist of having a relationship with him and allowing him to guide us through our everyday life and to allow his presence to lead us in the right direction. People sometimes complain about the direction of their life when in fact they have been directing it themselves instead of seeking God's direction. And I don't mean saying it in a whim, God direct me. I could say that every morning, God direct me, and I do pray that way. But I mean living Jesus every day, calling on him to guide our lives often. I just think sometimes we just get passively going through life, believing in Jesus, sure, reading our Bible now and again, attending church now and again, but are we really sold out to Jesus Christ? Have we given him our all, or do we give him the scraps? Do we give him the leftovers? You know, I was convicted a number of years ago when people ask for donations for food. They come to your door and they want to have food for the food banks and this kind of thing. I always gave them the food that I didn't like, the things in the cupboard that I didn't care for. And it hit me one day. Why are you giving away the things that you don't care for? You should be giving them your very best, things that you like, things that you think they would enjoy, instead of just trying to pond off those things in your pantry that you don't eat. I'm telling you what, I was convicted by it. But I think sometimes we don't think about those things until something hits us. Maybe the Holy Spirit nudges our life and our heart. There's another passage in Corinthians that talked about, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, is uh, not being teamed with unbelievers. It says, what does God and the devil have in common? You know what? I, I was about 22 or 3 when that scripture finally hit hold, is that, you know what? I need to surround myself with Christians. I don't want to be teamed with those that don't know the Lord. I want to love them. I want to be around them, but they shouldn't be the closest people to my life. And certainly he doesn't didn't want people to be uh, getting together as couples that that were unbelievers. They want he wanted believers to find believers so they could be strong together and raise Christian families. And sometimes today people do their missionary dating and say, Oh, they're gonna come around. I can think of a couple that's been going for years and years and years and years and and one of them is just so frustrated because the other spouse has not changed. The other spouse has not given her life to Christ and it wears on them big time. And it should wear on us because heaven is everything. This world's going to pass away. Well, you know, uh, Dale Carnegie kind of hit the nail on the head with this quote. He said this, It isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you're doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about. Take a moment today to reflect on your daily life. What do you think about? What captivates your heart and mind? Think about that for a second. What captivates your heart and your mind? Where does Jesus Christ fit into that? Where does your Heavenly Father fit into that? 
Our heart steers our emotions. And how true is that? You love something so much that you take action in getting what you want. I remember with my wife, I when I was dating her, man, I just wanted her. I wanted her to be my wife. I wanted her to be my wife long before she was ready to even be my girlfriend. I wanted her to be my wife. I just had something for her. And then I started dating another girl. And then all of a sudden, out of the wild blue, we were brought together in a church situation. And I had to break up with the other girl who was a very nice girl. And it was hard on me. But I always thought that Denise was one for me. And I was right because she was tremendous in ministry. She she is a tremendous organizer. She tries to keep me on, on, uh, <laughs> on par because she's very highly organized. And she has a phenomenal gift of discernment. And she has helped me so much. But God's timing was right. And uh, boy, I, sometimes I wondered. I, had, I prayed about that over and over. My parents prayed. We wanted to make sure it was a God thing. A good example, oh, years ago in, in the sports world, uh, Tim Tebow was a quarterback. He got to be, the, well, of course, the Florida Gators led them to the national championship. And uh, then he became the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And somehow, some way, he captivated the nations. Ratings for the Denver games were out of the sky. And I got to admit, I started watching them just because of Tim Tebow. People have been drawn by the emotion. How incredible would it be if people were drawn by the Spirit of God to worship Him with everything they have? And by the way, I got a wonderful wonderful plaque in my office, a picture of Tim Tebow kneeling in his Denver outfit, praying. You know, he was not afraid to show his faith. And even to this day, he is not afraid to show his faith. Faith, He is standing up for the things of God. We would have churches filled. We would have people biblically tithing. We would have people desiring to serve. So what gets us to that point? It's not a powerful message by a pastor. It's the desire of your heart to know God in a powerful way. I can't control that desire in everyone's heart. Everyone listening to me today, I cannot control your desire to want to hear the Word of God and to respond to it. I sometimes wished I could. I wished I could just reach down and say, people, get serious. I know some of you claim Jesus. I know some of you say, well, I'm a Christian. That's why I listen to Christian radio. But is your walk with God your everything? Is it your number one? Is it first place? Is he first place in your life? Are you allowing him to work in such a powerful way that everyone is seeing it? Your family, your friends, your neighbors? People, we could change this world for Jesus if we'd respond. But we need to respond. You know, there is... uh, There's a lot going on. The enemy is out to take us away from him, to get our minds on the world and everything in it. A sad fact is that even during Christmas, so many times people's minds are on presents, on outings, on fudge, on everything else they're going to be around. But Jesus is the last thought. They may say a little prayer at the Christmas table saying, thank you, Jesus, for your birth. But do we really realize what Jesus Christ is doing and wants to do, hey, he's going to change our lives. Let's do it together. Let's you and I be difference makers. Say, we're going to serve God with all we have. Lord bless you, folks. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.